God, we love you and we thank you for this opportunity now to open up the recorded word that you have given to us, your word. Father, I, I pray again that what we say today certainly meets us wherever we are in our own faith journey. Father, I pray that we are all spurred on today to desire, to want, to pray more, to, to be in communion with you. Because you hear us. So Father, I pray now that your word rest upon us. Amen. Alright, so I don't, I don't know how it is exactly in your house, but I feel like I'm following suit with like what my parents modeled for me. Okay, um, they, they would come in at the end of the day. We come in at the end of the day. We, we, we work. We get up extremely early and we, we, we go and we exercise and and we get kids where they need to be, go to work, do our thing. Um, I would love to tell you that we eat dinner at home, but most of the time we're eating out. And, and then like when we're home, we have, kind of have this routine that we settle into, probably similar to what you do. I, I have my spot, right? Like I, I, have a, I have a recliner, okay? It's got like the best angle of the TV, all right? Um, then there's a couple couches over here uh, and it's my spot, unless, of course, Jocelyn's over there, then Jocelyn just thinks it's her spot, and I'm, I'm booted. All right, so I sit right here at this place. I got a table right here, and, and there's my computer, my iPad, and, and a place for me to put my coffee cup. Like, those are the important things. Uh, to my right, uh, a couple of seats over, is Amanda, and that's her spot. And I don't sit in her spot. She doesn't sit in my spot. Sometimes our kids will kind of invade our spots, at which case we've got to give them that ugly look, and then they get the point and they, and they, they, they move. Um, and so in our evening routine, the TV may or may not be on. All right? Like, like we don't necessarily have to have something on. We're, we're really and truly not big, like, TV-watching people. Like, we don't have shows that, that we watch. Uh, sports, if it's something that we care about, right, like like it's on. Like the Michigan-Alabama football game, like, you know, hey, that's on because, you know, Wolverines for life, baby. Um, that kind of stuff. And, or, you know, if Auburn's playing basketball or whatever the case may be, you know, like like we, we that that's what's on in our house. Uh, there, there might be a home show on, but we've seen – you know, that story replayed in every home across America over and over and over and over again. And shiplap is out, people, okay? Let's just move on with that. I get in my spot. She gets in her spot. And when I get in my spot and the computer comes out, I'm now, I'm now doing something uh, on the computer, right? Like, I'm not playing video games or anything like that. Like, I'm reading. I'm researching. I'm doing something like right now my world is all about French drains and foundation repair. I, I know a lot of information right now about polyfoam. If you're interested, I've got some opinions on that. All the helical piers, all that kind of stuff. Man, I got all kinds of information right now in my brain because it, you know why? Because we got foundation issues and I got a French drain that needs to be repaired. So that's where my world is. When that computer comes out, man, I am I am locked in to 
something. Now, Stella and Amanda believe that I have this special gift in being able to uh, be in the same room and not hear anything else that, that is being said or for that matter to be in the same room and not to even be aware of anything else that's going on. For example, today I was in there and Amanda, I do believe, based on some comments that happened a few seconds later, was upset with Stella over something this morning. There, you know, I picked up on a couple of cues over here, and that's when I, I definitely know just to keep focused right here and don't, don't even engage. Stella, the precious daughter that she is, likes to ask questions. And she'll ask questions. When I'm in one of these zones, and I won't even hear it. I won't even know that she's in the room necessarily. And she'll even say, hey, can I get an answer, please? Right? Like, like that's what I hear. What? 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 What do you ask? You, you said something? Yes, we can go to Chick-fil-A. Like, that's normally the, the answer. And, and so, you know, she has to say something a couple of times before I even acknowledge. And, and, and you can ask them later on, like, this is not exaggeration right here. Like, I get locked in. Um, they think it's selective hearing, okay, and that I'm just tuning out their voices, okay? I believe that I just am hyper-focused, right? I'm just that individual. I get, I get fixated on what I'm doing, and everything else fades to the background. And it's incredibly frustrating when you're trying to have a conversation, when you're, when you're trying to get the other person's like opinion on something, and man, they're just not even, they're just not even listening. I, I, I mean, I, I say it's frustrating. I get that sense from them uh, because they're the ones that, that are trying to have the conversation, and I just am like over here, and I don't even pay attention to it. I don't even know what's going on. Which is not how it is with God. Like, like, praise the Lord for that. You know, last week we, we kicked off this series on prayer. And we're, we're looking at a couple of different verses that we don't normally look at when it comes to prayer. And last week we looked at this verse in Jeremiah chapter 33. It's not going to come up on the screen. But this is what God says to Jeremiah. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Now, we're not going to go back and go through the whole sermon from last week, but I think we do need to reiterate the point. God did not tell Jeremiah in the moment that he would change his situation. Jeremiah lived a lonely life. He, was a, he lived an uncomfortable life serving the Lord. And, and when he is invited to call out to him, to call out to God, Jeremiah is in prison. Like He's annoyed the people enough that they go to the king and they say, will you please throw him in jail just to shut him up? So God looks down upon Jeremiah where he is and he tells him, call to me. I'm going I'm to answer you and I'm going to tell you great things, unsearchable things that you do not know. Jeremiah's like, great, thank you for that, but can you get me out of prison? 
He never promises to bail us out of the hard thing that we may be going through immediately. Like, I want my circumstances changed, and I want them changed now. But, as we're going through the hard thing, and we call out to Him, we pray to Him, I'm going to reveal some stuff. He deepens the relationship with us in the moment. And so I remind you of that, because today... I'm going to read a couple of passages in just a second. It may seem like, okay, we're going to contradict. It's, the Bible's going to contradict itself. And I, and I want to explain and walk through this, that, that just because you ask something, just because you pray for something, does not mean that, hey, God's going to give it to you exactly the way you want it. And, and, and it does not mean that he is ignoring you if you don't get it. And so two quick passages, write these down. Uh, they're going to come up on the screen. We're going to read them. And uh, it's Hebrews 4.16. So that's, uh, that's the first one we're going to read. And then 1 John 5.14 and 15. Okay. So Hebrews 4.16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. All right. Cool passage. We'll talk about that in just a second. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. And so two great passages on prayer. And if you read these alone, if you just read them at face value and you don't get into the, into the bigger picture of everything that's going on, it, it seems that, hey, I can ask God for my stuff that I need and we're going to get it. The problem with this line of thinking is that in our culture, we have it so good that, that, that we consider needs to be... Uh-oh, there's three inches of snow on the ground, and I forgot to go to the grocery store to get bread and milk, and now it's too late. God, I need some bread and milk. Can you provide? Man, they've been crazy the past two days, by the way. That's how we view needs. I forgot to do something, or I'm uncomfortable. Needs in our culture are based usually on our comfort. Like last night, after we'd eaten a good dinner, I'm doing, doing a little better, so I ate me a, an apple. Right? And it's just, you know, it's a couple minutes before, before bed. And I needed that blueberry muffin. So, so let, me, let me go get the blueberry. And I, that's what I told, I told myself getting up by the refiner. I, I, I need a blueberry muffin. Just kind of. What, whatever, right? And, and that's our mentality. So let's study these two verses, kind of make sure we understand what all is going on here. We're to approach God, and, and we're to, to do it with confidence. And both of them tell us that. And so, so this should be the spirit in which we pray to the Lord. We should come before the Lord with confidence. We should be able to approach Him with confidence. 
confidence. Now, now remember the context of who initially received these letters. The, the, the Jewish man and woman. The, the average Israelite. God's chosen people. They, they, they would have been the first ones to hear these words read aloud. They were common people. And if you remember anything about the Old Testament, the common people were not permitted to approach God directly. Like, like, I mean, we've grown up our entire lives. We've been able to, to, to bypass any priest or to bypass anybody, and I can call directly to God, and I don't need anybody or any, you know, anything. That has not always been the case. The common Israelite, that person, had to have a high priest and they would go into the temple, and, and you and I could go as far as kind of this room outside with a veil. Like, like, like we could get close to the veil. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't get real close to the veil, but we could get close to the veil. And the high priest would go beyond the veil into the Holy of Holies. And, and this priest could only do this one day a year, the Day of Atonement. But because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, He's the true high priest, every believer in Christ is invited and encouraged to approach God. It does not have to be in some sanctuary. You're driving down the road to be in the moment of whatever it is going on. Whatever the conviction thing is for you, whatever it is going on in your life, you can approach God with confidence. Hebrews 4 tells us that we approach Him, we can receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. You're like going to use the Jeremiah example. My time of need, Lord, is getting me out of prison. Change my circumstances. Mercy in this setting means that God does not give us what we deserve. Grace means that He gives us what we do not deserve. No Old Testament high could minister mercy and grace in quite the same way. When an Israelite was tempted, he could not easily run to the high priest for help. He certainly could not enter the Holy of Holies for God's help. But as believers in Jesus Christ, we can run to our high priest at any time, in any circumstance, that we find the help, and we will find the help that we need. And that's the context of Hebrews 4 that we've got to wrap our mind around when it talks about in your time of need. He's talking about temptation. Our time of need is when we are being tempted to sin against God, to sin against others. You think about that. What is, what is the next time? What is the next time you're being tempted? And you know what's there. You know the things that get you. What if the next time you are being tempted, you approach the throne of grace in prayer 
And you ask God for mercy and grace instead of just proceeding with whatever temptation is knocking on your door. I mean, I'm not trusting God right now with the situation I'm in. I, I worry about it a little bit. I'm, 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 I don't trust God right now because I'm going through a thing, right? And so I'm worried about the thing. I'm worried about whatever it is. And instead of trusting God and being patient, and I'm waiting on God, and I, I react and I do what I feel is right. What if instead of worrying over that, we approach God when being tempted to worry? Because this church is your greatest need. When the temptation is there and the opportunity to sin is there, that is your greatest need. Receive mercy. Find grace. Now I got to deal with that annoying coworker tomorrow. This is Caleb and Jessica right here. They're, they're paying attention to this point because they got to deal with me tomorrow. The one I loathe. You don't even work with me. <laughs> the one I gossip about. The one I talk about behind their back. The one who I do not love as myself. What if in the middle of that temptation, I approach God? I approach God when being tempted because this is your greatest need. You receive mercy. You find grace. We can go down the list of temptations. The first John 5 passage tells us that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. God isn't sitting around on his recliner throne, okay? Focused on one solitary thing, tuning everything else out. We have the confidence, the assurance that when we approach God and we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. And, and it doesn't matter. Whatever the thing is, as long as I'm, I'm, I'm praying according to His will, He hears us. Now, now we gotta, we got to understand that, right? Like, I mean, that's in the Bible and it's part of it. And I know what you may be thinking. Oh, i got to pray on His terms. i got to pray according to His will. So there's some stipulations on, on what we can ask our good, good Father for. Every parent understands this concept. Okay? We all do. Every, every parent understands that I mean, our kids ask us for all kinds of things, don't they? I mean, they, 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 their wants are, are numerous. My wants as a kid were numerous. And they don't get everything they ask from us, do they? 
Yeah, they may get some things. But every time they ask for something, do they always get it? I was in the grocery store yesterday, um, and, and I had to go had to go buy my apples. And so I'm sitting there, and there's this, there's this uh, little mom, and she's got her little baby, and she's like, the baby's tied onto her back, which I thought was, hey, that's like really cool, because I can put the baby back there and just stay focused and get stuff done. And so the mom was over there, and so she's, we're in the checkout line, and so she's turned, doing her thing, and of course, what's at her, what's at the mom's back, the baby's front, the candy, and so the baby was just, she was just reaching, it's like she was just, she was just trying with all, and then she would like, like try to get her mom, and so she would hit, hit the mom, and so the mom would turn around and ask her, and she was speaking Spanish, and so she, she would say, the little, little baby would mutter something, and, and the mom would say, no, you know, and this would, this would go on, and no, no, this would go on, no, no, right, why? I'm, I'm like, I'll buy it for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. Mom was like, because you don't need this right now. But as adults, <laughs> we hate it when God does the same thing to us. Because it's not candy. It's not a toy. Man, it's, just, it's life. It's real. It's serious now. It's car problems. It's foundation problems. We always look at things through our own eyes. We look at that passage next week. Things that matter to God, the way God looks at things, not the same as us. So John writes, when we pray according to his will, he hears us. Because church, God knows what is good for us. He knows what we need and what we don't need. And I don't know about you. Actually, I do because it's human nature. But if you're not listening to me in conversation, there's no need for me to even talk. I, if you're just going to ignore me, why am I even talking? And, and, and I feel that that's the summarizes what so many of us think about prayer. Is that I say these things over and over again, and I just don't feel that He's there. I don't feel that He is listening. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now we're going to get into next week all the other stuff. We're going to get into the asking for the other things. Because He wants us to come before Him with those things as well. Church, your prayers are not going unheard. Not coming up on the screen, any of these, but just listen. Lamentations. But, but I called on your name, Lord, from deep within the pit. You heard me when I cried. Listen to my pleading. Hear my cry for help. Isaiah. Before they even call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I hear them. 
about 50 of these in the book of Psalms. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. One of the most famous passages, Old Testament passages on prayer, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin. Heal their sins. Church, your prayers, wherever they are, whatever they sound like, they are not going unheard. Father, I pray that we are encouraged all the more right now to continue to reach out to you. God, I know in my own life that the, the, the sit down and pray and spend quality time with you uh, is, is sporadic sometimes. And I know, God, certainly I've, I have felt that, that things have been said and things have been journaled and things have, have been requested. And, and I wonder, are you there? God, may we take assurance today that You hear us. God, we may not have the whole according to Your will thing figured out. But God, I, I beg on behalf of our church, on behalf of this congregation, that we call to You, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the, of the spirit of, of what's going on in my life. Because You hear us. May we have the confidence to approach You. May we find grace. May we get mercy. Thank you, Father, for hearing us now. We pray these things in your Son's name. Amen.